It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. So Taste of Dublin takes place in the Ivy Gardens each year, transforming it into a footy haven that's an unmissable highlight of the summer. It offers visitors the unique opportunity to source essential ingredients from artisan producers, engage with Ireland's top culinary talent, be on the front line of masterclasses and relax in the gourmet atmosphere of the summer's finest food and drink festival. And this year, TV chef Erica Drum is the MC in the Mila Masterclass Kitchen. And before we came on air, she shared what we can look forward to this year. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Erica, you're very welcome to the best possible taste. And we're going to talk about Taste of Dublin tonight because you have a very exciting role to play in it this year. And in actual fact, I think the first time I met you was at Taste of Dublin last year. I have memories of you in this beautiful glowing yellow dress and um, you were expecting your lovely daughter. Yes, thank you for having me. I am so excited. How lucky am I to be part of it at all? I'm really thrilled. Last year, I was 39 weeks pregnant <laughs> and I did a few demos and I dropped the mic literally at the last demo saying, and that's me on my mat leave. But now I'm fully back to work, Sharon. So I'm delighted to be part of it this year. Uh, baby in tow, maybe on the Sunday to have a look around and see mommy. But otherwise, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> Absolutely. And the Sunday is usually a bit of a family affair and we can talk about that in a minute. But I just want to ask you a bit about yourself, Erica. And, you know, you are a chef. That is your profession. Yes, it is. And I teach, I think, probably is more so than cooking. I cook, obviously, but I, I teach, whether it be online or in person, and have done so for the past five or six years. Um, absolutely adore it. Uh, COVID obviously made things just a whirlwind of internet teaching, which was fantastic. I did a huge amount of corporate cookery classes online. Um, and I suppose my business kind of changed on its head. Like most of ours, we had to pivot, right? Um, so yeah, I, I cook for a living, whether it be teaching, sometimes doing demos uh, on the telly, and then also a lot of um, festivals and things like this. I taste every year. I absolutely adore it. I cannot wait. Yes, yeah, so we've seen you on the six o'clock show. That's where you have your, your cookery slot and you're always a great advocate for using locally sourced in-season ingredients. That's something that you're very passionate about. Yes, I am. And over the past few years, as I cook more and teach more, I started to grow more at home. And that was the biggest learning for me. I started growing probably about six years ago. Now, nothing major. My my garden is tiny, but it was more learning the respect for food and produce and, and then figuring out, you know, air miles and seasonality and everything of, of our ingredients. So I am a huge advocate for it. And I just think we have the most amazing produce on our lovely little island that, yes, obviously buying bananas or mangoes or whatever from other countries is fantastic and, and we love them. But really, we should shine a light always on what we have and what we have in season and things like strawberries at the moment. Like, can you get better? Honestly, they're delicious. So, yes, a huge advocate for locally sourced, you know, let's let's bring everybody together and lift everybody around us up rather than other countries or whatever else. 
So yeah, I am. And zero waste is something that you're also very passionate about. And you know, you're you're a busy working mother and you maybe understand more now the pressures that some households are under this year than you would have done last year before you had your baby. Hundred percent. And the thing the the biggest thing that we all have or have less of, but we all have the same amount of is time. And and sadly cooking from scratch and all of that can slightly wane when you have less time, unfortunately, or people don't enjoy it as much. But when it comes to food waste, it's actually a matter of just switching the the brain over, you know, a little bit smarter in ways, not throwing away as much, not buying as much that we don't need. And we're not now, or these days we're not. And I think that's because of COVID firstly, but also the, you know, hey, talking about it, the cost of living crisis, but really that's showing us that we need to watch our pockets and the way we can do it, I think, in the kitchen is by reducing our food waste because we do, we throw away a serious amount, something like a third and it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, I, I do it myself. We've all done it, but it's just a little bit of changing your headspace and trying to realign and figure out, you know, that doesn't need to go in the bin or I need to eat that before I buy more of that again or whatever. Yes. And you said there about some people not liking to cook. And I think one of the great motivators to cook is if you have a fabulous kitchen. <laughs> you, and I, you and I had the pleasure of being in the Mila demo kitchen a few weeks ago. And Mila are sponsoring the demo kitchen at Taste of Dublin this year. And I mean, the appliances that they showcased for us whenever we were there in City West, just amazing. I know. Did you not get your party bag? I brought my oven home. Did you not? <laughs> no, I would have been looking for the fridge. Oh, the... I, if I could have brought anything home, it would have been the fridge. <laughs> oh, wow. All of it for me, to be honest. Um, absolutely. And and that comes down to your kitchen appliances and everything, or even just a simple thing as having a, a good knife. Um, but the, the Mila stuff is just fantastic. I think our chefs are going to be blown away as well with the speed of everything, what they can all do. But just to, on the topic of it, when we were there, I was coming in going, I'm going to be on the melee stage. But actually, we were told very, very nicely that it's Mila, like Sheila or Gurmila Sheila, which we used to say. So it's a good one for everyone to know. It's Mila, not melee. But I, I'm delighted and I must say, I'm kind of glad that's not where I am, because I think with all those different knobs and buttons and things, I was just totally tuning out whenever they were going through that. I was just in awe of how everything looked. But you've taken it all on board. Yeah. You know, the pressing of the button in the induction hob, I've won here at home. And even tonight, you know, I had to do a bit of, oh, my God, why aren't you coming on? What am I, I not doing? They can be a bit tricky, but you'd be there to mind the chefs. And tell us a bit about some of the chefs that are going to be on the stage. Well, I'm I'm really excited and I will be slightly starstruck, I think. And I hope I get the techie bits, but I, I'm sure I'll study them all beforehand uh, again. So we've got Rachel Allen. That's like, she's one of my faves. I've watched her for years. Um, really love her style of cooking as well. She's very much homey. Um, Irish, always Irish, coming from Ballymaloe House. They all are, you know, they're massive advocates for for Irish produce and seasonality and, and they, they grow everything down there. But really love chatting to her. She's so easy to understand. She's She makes everything, you know, um, 
relatable for everybody, you know, and I just think she's a wonderful person and really friendly as well. So I'm really looking forward to having chats with her on stage. We've got the likes of Trisha Lewis, who's Trisha's Transformations, which people online might know quite well, who is just really good fun. And I look forward to seeing what she does as well. She um, was a chef down in, in Cork at Jacobs for years and is now a massive Instagram star, but she's just a great energy to be around. Who else? I'm excited to chat with Nico DeRay. He's fantastic. Some of us might know him from the TV at the moment. He's a show called All Fired Up. And it's a lot about barbecue and grill cooking outside. And sure, isn't it the perfect season? Like, look at the weather. Next week is due to be the same. Going to be gorgeous. So um, a lot of kind of bar- barbecue tips there. I'm hoping he, he gives us some nice um, rubs or, or something to go with our, our grills. Um, and then we've got lovely Paul Flynn from Tannery. I love Paul. I was doing demos of Paul earlier on in the year. Um, he's great crack. And uh, yeah, he's, he's always got nice one-liners and he's funny too. Um, so really excited for the lineup. It's really good fun. Paul is so droll. So <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned there about Rachel. And obviously, whenever people have a cookery school or are teaching like yourself, I think it just makes that whole cookery demonstration experience much more relatable for the audience because you know you yourself you're used to explaining how things are done and that clarity is really important whenever you're on stage absolutely um I don't know how I've I've kind of I've just learned it myself but I'm sure Rachel has as well over the years of watching other teachers but I was given a tip once of think of the person who can't do it the most, you know, who's the worst out of them. Um, I have a friend who I won't name, but rang me up one time when he was trying to do a recipe of mine from from COVID times. And he's in the supermarket. He says, I'm here with the girl in the supermarket and neither of us can find where the lemon zest is. Where would we find the lemon zest? (laughs) So I love him so much that he did such amazing food throughout and learned so much. But I have to put, and we all do as teachers, no matter what it is, I'm crap at loads of things and I love to learn whatever I'm learning from someone who's great at it but they have to explain it to me you know from the bottom up I suppose and that is something that Rachel certainly does and I try to do my best is is make it very easy to understand I often say oh this recipe is really easy and then I apologize afterwards because I say it's easy for me but I'm going to show you how you can do it too you know sometimes that person does think well god it might be easy for you but it's really quite challenging for me Mm. and I'm sure there's going to be lots of different recipes at different levels so that there is going to be something for everybody over the four days a hundred percent and and different types of food like I said we've got the veggie stuff coming in as well we've got local stuff Nico will probably do something quite exotic and grilled you know um Gina Daly she's she's from the Daily Dish now she might do something kind of bold as I like to call it but healthy bold um and yeah definitely a variety of ways also, I think when things are a little bit um, more intricate, it's wonderful to watch, even if you don't think you're going to cook it. It's a lovely, it's a lovely uh, pastime, really, to watch someone be a master, like Paul, if he's going to do something that you might not necessarily want to cook at home, or you will, or you're scared to. It's just a fabulous watch, really. And I think we should give a shout out to Holly White, because obviously she's a plant-based cook and she's going to be there on the Friday I think it is yeah Holly's wonderful and she's been a huge shouter of this for years not a shouter sorry she's certainly not she's quite 
calm and, and chill, Holly. But she's fantastic. And she really, she really loves vegan food. And, and actually, she just loves food and explains her dishes so well. And she could just cook the dishes and not say they're vegan until the end. And people will go, ah, or people would try it. Um, she's great and, and always does something a little unusual as well, which is fun. Well, of course, the Mila Masterclass Kitchen is only one small part of Taste of Dublin. So for some people, the highlight every year are the restaurants that are doing the tasting plates. What can you tell us about those restaurants this year? Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of sad in the fact that I'm going to be working pretty much all day, every day, because I might, although in the break times, maybe the few pals that I have in the restaurants might give me a, a little taster. But we have some uh, unreal now, Orwell Road in Ranla or Dartry. I'm not quite sure what address Orwell Road is, but it's in Dublin 6 and it's a fantastic new one to taste this year. Um, head chef is Dan Hannigan. He's, he's been at Taste before himself, but the food is really fab. It's kind of classic, nearly French style, but with a twist. For example, this year they're going to have a gorgeous goat's bridge. We know goat's bridge trout, which is fantastic, a tart. But then they're putting ponzu, which is like, you know, a, an Asian kind of citrusy flavoured um, sauce with it. So I'm really excited to try Orwell Road. I love Quavon from the Salt Project. Now that's going back to, he's very local, Irish, grows a lot. Um, but his stuff is fantastic. And the way he thinks, I think, is is wonderful. So he is doing, now this is a real nostalgic dish. I, I, I don't think it's a, it was a dish back in its day, but the chicken fillet roll. So he's doing a fancy version of the chicken fillet roll. That, that literally got me through college. And that was before, even though I did hotel catering management in Colborough Street, that, that was before I started properly feeding myself um, was a chicken fillet roll. So I look forward to trying his fancy version. Um, have you heard of Coconut and Moomoo? They're actually in the producer um, section. They are burnt cheesecake producers. So this Basque cheesecake that has become very popular here, but if anyone's ever been to San Sebastian, they've probably been sent there by one of their pals. And essentially it's a baked cheesecake, no base on the bottom. And it's burnt on purpose so that you get the bitterness of the dark kind of cheese coating on the outside. Sounds, uh, hopefully I'm not making it sound horrible. It kind of goes gooey in the middle, middle. It's velvety, creamy, sweet cheesecake. They do it in loads of different flavours. I am already drooling thinking about it. They've got a salted caramel and a matcha latte. I'm not sure which one I'm going to go for. I'm probably going to have one a day, Sharon, let's be honest. But that is one of the fab uh, producers there. Um, another one is Shuk, a newbie. If anyone is, we talked about being vegan earlier or even just into eating vegetarian or vegan food, Shuk does this unreal. Like it's probably, it is infamous really, um, whole cauliflower that they roast, pour a beautiful tahini sauce on, a tomato salsa, there's pomegranate, there's coriander, you know, Middle Eastern flavours is Shuk and it's just fab. Obviously all these places will have lots of other things, but these are just the dishes I am super excited to try. There will be a number of different artisan producers there showcasing and selling their wares. Like you've, you've mentioned one or two of them there. And I know that there's going to be some drinks companies like Five Farms, which does a lovely liqueur there based down in Cork. And the, the ingredients comes from five different farms down there, hence the name. Yeah. Mingle Distillery is going to be there. And um, some of the brewers are going to be there as well. And 
I, I suppose it would be remiss of me not to say I will be there myself in the Food for Thought with Love in Dublin, which I'm very excited about hosting. And I've been working with Joe and Nina and the team in Taste of Dublin to co-curate some of the, the actual talks and masterclasses and tastings that are that are going to take place. And you mentioned Goatsbridge there, that Dan is using their ingredients in his dish. And on Friday, we actually have Fish Friday, four personalities from the, the seafood sector talking about fish and, and, and how we can get more people to eat more of it. Because as an island nation, it's really surprising how little fish we eat. So we're going to have Mag Kerwin from Goatsbridge, Charlie, Brigitte Hedden, Curtin will be there from the Burren Smokehouse. We've got Kira Shine from Shine's Tuna up in Donegal and then Deck from King Citric. Now, they are always at Taste of Dublin with their oyster bar, which <laughs> I, I absolutely adore. I always have to have at least one a day. Yeah. Air just over have it shocked you could you can't get fresher uh and away you go sorry i was just gonna say he uses fabulous kelly's oysters from Galway, and he last year as you mentioned i was out to here i was nine months pregnant the one thing i wasn't really eating was oysters so i am all over them this year deck is he has to have a side stash for me now you're dead right that's a great lineup though and you're dead right we are an island nation and sadly Fish doesn't come first ever, really. And it should. It's so fabulous. And we have such gorgeous produce here. We have such gorgeous array of it. I look forward to that. What else are you doing? Yeah, so hopefully that one will inspire people to consider incorporating more fish into their diet. On Thursday evening, Fallon Moore from Blossnair and the Irish Food Awards is going to be there. And she is doing liquid gold. So it's a tasting of a number of gold award winning Blossnair and beverages. So oh. get and and there's one non-alcoholic one in there. The rest of them are alcoholic, and that non-alcoholic one is going to be paired with um Dingle Gin. So I'm really looking forward to that, and that's that'll be my last session on Thursday night. So I will be I'll be all in now. Whenever you'll be tasting, <laughs> absolutely big time. Did I hear you say that the audience will taste? Yes, the audience will get to taste. Well, that's that's remarkable. Some of the sessions are immersive where they will get to actually taste as well as, as just hear what um what the, the speaker is talking about. And Fallon is such an encyclopedia of knowledge whenever it comes to food and drink producers on the island of Ireland. I mean, she knows them nearly all by name. She knows their story, knows their background. Like she really is a wealth of knowledge. So I'm really excited about that one in the Food for Thought. Um, what else do we have in the Food for Thought? Ellie Kisiombi, who I think you might know well, is going to be doing a couple of different sessions talking about her story, you know, living in um, direct provision and how she has created a social enterprise now called Our Table. And there's two different dishes that she's going to, to cook and showcase as well. And yeah, it's it's a great lineup. It's all there as, as your lineup is as well on the tasteofdublin.ie website. And um, hopefully we'll see lots of people there that that we know. And I'm sure we will, Erica. Yeah, 30,000 people are due to come through the gates. I am so excited. The Ivy Gardens is lit up for the four days next week. You and I will be like ships in the night, though we probably won't see each other because <laughs> we won't be on either stage. I, I'll tell you what we do. We'll make a deal with each other. If I'm at one of the food vendors, I'll get a double portion <laughs> one for you and vice versa. And then 
hopefully over the course of the, the four days and the eight sessions, we will get to, to taste <laughs> that is on offer. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. And it must be very exciting for you having been on a Taste of Dublin journey from being there as a visitor to being on stage yourself, mm. now being responsible for all of those chefs that are coming to showcase their wares. But I think you'll have you'll have great empathy for them having been on the other side. 100%. And what you say, when you said the word responsible there, I winced because I was like, oh God, I already have got a lot of responsibilities right now. But yes, no, I, and you are in some way, like we we rely on when, when I've been doing demos in the past, and thankfully I've done interviews and I've been doing the odd ones with taste over the years and taste winter taste we did a few years ago I, I actually interviewed um Rachel Allen at that so I look forward to seeing her again but with with people who aren't used to doing demos on a stage you can automatically feel their their whatever energy they have and you can help them and that's what we are going to do Sharon and it's we're we're not really there for us we're there to help them bring out their personality and for them to get their knowledge across some might be shy, some might be nervous. And then there's others who don't even want you on stage with them. They're totally fine and, and nearly kick you off and tell you to shut up. So I look forward to those because that's when I'll go get my food. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, it's going to be a fantastic four days. I know some of the sessions are sold out already. So if anybody does want to go, get online now, tasteofdublin.ie and book your tickets and make sure to come and say hello to me in the Food for Thought Theatre and to Erica over in the the Mila cookery demonstration stage. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.